Amen. God's peace. Peace to you all. You may be seated. I love that. Let faith rise up. Oh, heart believe. We proclaim it to ourselves. I proclaim it to myself this morning. I claim that in Jesus' name. I speak peace. I often sign emails and different correspondence. I'll put peace at the end of it. And it's like, to me, it's not just a catchphrase. I speak peace. And so many times we need that. So hello once again, and welcome, whether you're here at Summon Street or whether you're joining us online. Fantastic to be gathering together today to worship God, to lift him up and just kind of collectively go, peace be still. It's all good. God is in control. Um, if it's not good yet, it's not the end. It's like, it, because it will be, you know, God will, God will bring it together. So it's good to be together. We're, we're continuing in our series on values and what that means to us. And, and values are those distinct things, those things that kind of set us apart, that identify us as, as a church, as, as people, as, as we gather together, those things that make us unique and help us to shape the vehicle, so to speak, the vehicle that we will use to, to see our vision, mission, and values come to pass. So we're excited to be exploring those and unpacking them and, and seeing what they look like in the life of the church and ultimately to see that vision come to pass, to see things that God has put in our hearts, put in your hearts, put in our hearts, put in the heart of the leadership to come to pass in the life of the church. And so we're, we're, we're a little bit excited about that. I know it's been ongoing, but each week God is bringing something out. Each week God is speaking and emphasizing something in, in the life of the church. And last week, uh, Pastor Paul did such a great job of unpacking this value of always learning and, and how that plays out in our lives. And he did it from a perspective of discipleship, of a very Christ-centered way to look at always learning. He wasn't just talking about, you know, ivory towers and, and things that are separate from us, but how it applies to our lives. And I really believe that last week there were some people that experienced the, the, almost that, that sense of release of not fearing failure anymore. That it's like that, that sense of sometimes that holds us back. I think some people were able to step out of here with a sense of, no, I'm, I'm going to step out of the boat. I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe. And in, in though I fail, I know Jesus is there. It's hard, to, it's hard to imagine that failure can be part of learning, but it's actually at the very core of that process. And, and I don't know you, but I should be a genius by now, but the number of times I've failed. So it's like, so hopefully together we're learning as we keep pressing through. And so I love how that came across last week. So this week, let me ask you, like whether you're online, whether you're here at Summer Street, how many would raise a hand and say, I'm creative? Like whether you're here, whether it's like, and you're saying, yeah, I'm creative. Yeah, there's a few tentative hands come out. So a lot of times when we are creative, it's like we don't, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm creative, but I don't want anybody to know I'm creative. But yeah, you would say that, that you, would, you are creative. My daughter, um, she actually was on stage this morning, which was pretty cool, Julie. She's, she's an artistic type. She's, um, she's very much, she sketches. Sometimes it's digital. Sometimes it's, you know, physical. Like she can paint all these different things. It just kind of comes out of her. And it's like, it's kind of cool to watch it. It's like Debbie and I sometimes look at each other and go, where did that come? She didn't get it from me. So it's like, so, so it's like she, she's in that visual arts world and she's, she's pretty good at it. And I, I just celebrate that. It's kind of cool. Now our son, Colin, now he's not so much in that form of, of, of artistic gifting. 
It's just, you know, not that, but he is very creative. He just expresses it in a very different way, uh, how he approaches a problem or like he, he's, he's done some mechanic work and done some different things like that. Then he, he, he's, he's creative, but it's a very different way. And, and then my wife, Debbie, she's not, again, she's not somebody that would grab a paintbrush. And although I've seen her do some really cool stuff, YouTube is a wonderful thing. Like she creates some of these things, but she writes. She's actually even got a blog and is like, I don't know how to tell him to get to it, but it's like, you know, I'm not tech savvy. But I'm proud of her for doing that because you kind of put yourself out there when you blog. You know, it's like you're putting thoughts out there and people can respond to it or not respond to it. So I'm proud of her for, for doing that. And she could proofread the original manuscripts of the Bible and find mistakes. I don't know how she does it, but it's one of those gifts that she has. And so she is gifted in that way as a writer. They're all creative in their own way. I love that. Now, me, I'm kind of one of those jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I don't know if you're familiar with that saying. It just means I can do a lot of stuff, but I really can't do any of it with excellence. It's like it's all in there somewhere, and I just kind of muddle my way through. But, but I would still consider myself creative. And sometimes it gets me into trouble because, man, when my younger brother and I, when we were young, we were creative and it's like, wow. So we won't go into those stories. But I have found that, that you don't have to be, I'll say, artistic to still appreciate the process. Like, you, you don't have to be able to, to draw to appreciate a good drawing or a good painting. You don't have to, to, to write yourself to be able to appreciate a good writing. But I would still argue that we are all creative. You know, I asked a show of hands, and a few people probably maybe... 15, 20% maybe put a hand up. I would say that we're all creative. Now, here's an example of that that you might not have thought of. If you have ever asked someone to do something that they really don't want to do, it's amazing how creative that person can be in coming up with an excuse right off of the bat like that, or, or finds like, no, I'm doing this, or I have to wash my hair, or what. But there's a creativity that goes with responding to that responsibility. <laughs> It's not necessarily the most productive creativity that's going on, but we could still see that, you know, there, there's some creativity to, to it. And the premise of, for me saying this and, and, and describing this idea of creativity being a part of all of us is the idea that we are created in the image of God who is created. And so inherent in all people, you know, whether you can write, whether you can paint, whether you can draw, whatever, and you may not have tapped into it, but there is creativity. There's an element of creativity in each of us. We all have some creativity in there. And so the scripture, the, one of the first scriptures I'll mention is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And this is where this idea of being created in the image of God, okay? So this idea of being created in the image of God, it says, so God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male, female, he created them. So there's, there's an aspect of that, because we're created in his image, that that is reflected in us. And so at faith, when we describe that as a value, when we say we value creativity, this is what we're referring to. And it says this, God is the ultimate creator. He made us in his image. He made the universe glorious. We try to reflect his creative nature in everything we do. So that I'll, I'll repeat that. God is the ultimate creator. He made us in his image. He made the universe glorious, and we try to reflect his creative nature in everything we do. 
Let's pause there for a moment and pray. God, we thank you that we are created in your image, and we thank you, God, that you do all things well. God, I just pray, Lord, as we dive into this today, Lord, that your spirit would be stirring. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're already ministering to people right where they're at. God, that you're addressing fear. God, that you're speaking faith over people's lives. You're raising up things. And and God, I just pray you would give us hearts to believe your promises, hearts to receive your word. God, that we would walk out of here different than we came in, lighter than we came in, with a sense of purpose and calling and a creativity that goes with that to be your hands and feet and, and spokesperson and representative uh, to our world, Lord. So, so speak, I pray, God. Lord, I, I just, I need your anointing. I need your, your Holy Spirit, God. So come and speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is creative. And God created us in his image to also be creative, right? So God is God, and he can speak things into being. So I'm not, in saying the creativity of God and being created in his image, I'm not saying that we are gods, or that we aspire to a place of being equal with God, because that's, that's not okay, that's idolatry. But there's a sense of his power at work in us, which is okay. So, so we're not trying to be gods. We're not trying to be demigods, little gods. You know what I mean? We're not trying to be any of those things. But, but there's a sense of, of the creativity of our God that he plants in us. We're actually kind of a poor reflection of his creativity. Because even at our best, have you ever tried to copy a sunset or a, 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 an opening flower or something that you've seen that God has created and you're like, whoa. So can you imagine when we see something that's not flawed by sin? So we, we, we do our best. But really, it's God is God and we are not. But even in that, the creativity that we have is meant to bring glory to God. So we can use the creativity that he's given us, that he works through us by his nature, to bring glory to him. And, I, and, I'm, and that's what I really want to bring out in this message is that idea of being able to, to embrace the creativity he gives us and give him glory with it. So one of the, another scripture that, that will bring this into to focus is Ephesians chapter 2.10. Um, Ephesians 8 and 9 talks about being saved by faith and grace and all those things. And then it comes down to this in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. You are a masterpiece. You're a masterpiece of God, not a cheap knockoff. Like you are a masterpiece of his creativity. And not just created, but you're created with purpose because he created you the way you are and wired you the way he did because he's got plans and purposes, good things that he planned way back when Jesus was speaking over the waters and things were being created. He has plans for you from there and he has established those things in who you are and the masterpiece the masterpiece that you are, is to be creative. He has given us new life, a new focus, a new outlet of our creativity in him. And I love that. I I quoted Genesis at the very beginning there, and I want to look at creation 
because I was talking about God created, I want to look at creation from a new, new Testament perspective. So we have it in Genesis, but if we look at the book of John in the New Testament, John chapter 1, it begins to describe, I'll say creation in some ways, from a New Testament perspective, from a Jesus perspective. And as we look at this, we can actually uh, kind of insert instead of, it says, talks about the word became flesh, and, and it talked about those in the word. You can actually substitute Jesus in there, and it still makes sense, because it's that comparison of Jesus being the word. So if we look at John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God. So if we back that up, think of it this way. In the beginning, Jesus already existed. Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was ex created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Or another way to translate that last line is to say the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it. And just because we don't understand it doesn't mean that it's real. Just because we can't grasp it doesn't mean that it's not powerful. So this gives a very New Testament perspective of creation, and it puts Jesus right at the middle of it. It puts his creative power being expressed in creation. And that I believe that continues into our New Testament context where the creativity of God through Christ is exemplified. And I think it even goes beyond that. I believe that creativity continues because Jesus has passed that on to the church. And it's like you're thinking, wow, that's great that the church is creative. Well, the church is made up of people. The church is us. So that creativity, that, that, that force of, of God that began at creation has been, has been weaved through the whole Old Testament into the New Testament, into the, this present age of the power of God being creative in and through his people. How nuts is that? I mean, think of the creativity of God at work through us. God is creative. By its very nature, God is, is creative, and he puts that into us. People can get really creative sometimes in, in weird ways. <laughs> but what he calls us to is being creative in a way that honors him. He brought light into the darkness. He gives life. He is a creative force. And as I said, being creative is not just about being artistic. I mentioned that earlier. I mean, cooking can be an expression of, of creativity. And, and Pastor Corey says, amen to that, right? So this idea of, of, of bringing different things together and combining them, it's like some are better at it than others, but there's creativity in that. Business and innovation is a place of creativity. And I believe God-given creativity. I believe that, that, that Christian entrepreneurs should be some of the most creative people in the world. And to be embracing that idea of, you know, no, God's... Sometimes we, we look down on somebody in business and say, no, you know, they, they're not as... They're a second-class citizen to somebody that's in ministry or whatever. It's like, no, God's called you and wired you that way on purpose. Like, like embrace that and be creative and see what God can do in you and through you, whether that be whether you're a physician or whether you're in business. And re, there's so many things where God wants to work through us. 
You know, sometimes creativity is finding a way around a challenge or a problem that we face where we've got certain information and we use it in a new way. COVID-19 has been a great um, opportunity. <clears throat> yes, I'm using COVID and opportunity in the same sentence. To be creative. We've all had to try to find ways to be creative and how to get connected. Uh, find ways of being creative of how we don't you know, completely lose it as we try to process life in this new era and with the new challenges and with those new opportunities that go with it. I think of it in the life of the church. There's a great deal of creativity that's been expressed in response to the challenges that go with COVID. The fact that we're doing a live stream and we're online right now, the creativity of that that was kind of brought to the surface because of COVID is amazing. I mean, you look at the seats in here and how they're spread out and put a certain way. There's creativity involved in saying, okay, how do we do this that we bring people together, you know, and still somehow somewhat live up to the guidelines of COVID-19? And so we arrange things a certain way. The host team and how they, they came up with a flow and with, with people coming in and how people are released and trying to help people to be safe. There's a creativity that goes with that of overcoming a challenge. And I love how God puts that in us. I mean, this team, I, I love our team. It's like, thank you team. Our, our you know, the guys in production and that are pulling us, the, the worship team, the, the kids ministry, like the creativity that's expressed is just mind blowing. And I love it, how we respond to those challenges. I love that. But, but, but that's creativity put to its best case, but sometimes it's not. And I, and I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier. It's like, creativity isn't always good. It's like sometimes the default is not the best, okay? So like the, what we go back to and what we re revert to is probably something that we need to think about. People can get real creative when it comes to finding a way to cheat the system or finding a way to get their own way or to get out of work, ways to sin. I mean, look around the world. I mean, there's a lot of creativity going into some of the ways that we can come up with to sin. It's 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 challenging. So we need to be intentional with creativity, that our creativity is honoring God. We're created in his image. He puts this ability in us to be creative, but all creativity is not equal. So if we, we apply it to honoring God, it's life-giving and life-changing and honors him. And even if we get that focus right, there's another challenge that comes with creativity, and that's that we can kind of get, I'll call it spiritual writer's block. We, we, with our creativity, there'll be things that have happened and challenges that come, and, and maybe we'll find ourselves kind of pulling back. Like there's been a challenge or too many challenges, one too many challenges, and, and we, we kind of stop and we get stuck. We get mired in, you know, I'm not going to put myself out there anymore. Or like I tried that and it didn't work, and we, we find that we're, we're stuck and we're mired and immobilized without our creativity. And it's tough to get moving again. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like, you know, if you get to that place where you've kind of, you're, you're pulling back and you've had challenges with that and it's like you've, you've kind of bumped up against it and you haven't broke through, it's like it's easy to just go, man, I just, it's how do you break out of that? You know, in the artistic world, it's like we talk about something when somebody's writing or whatever, it's called inspiration. That inspiration comes and, and, and breaks through and, and we talk about, you know, inspired to write a song. Or, or that person was inspired when they painted that. Or, you know, that was a really inspired word that you said. 
So we use this word, it's inspired, and, and inspiration will help us to break out of that mire of being anchored down, that spiritual writer's block. So in its, I'll say, coldest, most clinical definition, inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Okay, that's the clinical version, but the nature of the very word itself points to something deeper, the word inspiration. When we look at it from a biblical sense, it just unlocks some things. Inspire, it's a word that we've borrowed from the Latin. There's in and there's spiria. And so you put those two together, and in is basically in, but it's like, so it's talking about the spirit in or the breath in. So to be inspired in the line of creativity is to have, it's, it's the spirit, the spirit of creativity, the, the breath of something creative in us. It's to blow, to breathe. So to inspire is to breathe creative life into us. So in the deepest sense, it's God's breath or his spirit in us, acting through us and inspiring us. See, that's where the power is from, from our perspective of unlocking something, of getting us unstuck is this idea of God in me, the spirit of God in me and through me, the breath, the, the life-giving breath and power of God in me and through me. There's an Old Testament example of that. I'll pull an Old Testament and a New Testament. But an Old Testament example of that was when they were building the tabernacle and Moses had given them a very specific description. God had downloaded it to him. Um, it took a while for it to buffer. And then finally he got it on his, on his iPad. And so he passed on. But he had this very specific instructions on what to do. And in verse 31 of Exodus, chapter 31, verses 2 to 4, and it says this in the New Living Translation. He says, look, I have God speaking to him. And he says, look, I have specifically chosen Bezaliel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. So when you go over to the forum at the craft show, it's like, okay, all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. I mean, this guy was very, very talented, very gifted, and expired to get creative in the arts. Like something that was physical, like the, 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 the gold, the bronze, the silver, all those different things. But it's not limited to working with those things. This is bigger than that. When I talk about inspiration, when I talk about the power of God to release creativity in us, it's bigger than that. So I want to go... And bring a little context again. Back from Genesis. I'm going to go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. That was the introduction to my message. No, kidding. No, I wasn't. Go back to Genesis chapter 2. And it's talking about this creation of Adam. Right? So it says this in verse 7. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. And he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. In the Latin, it would be the same words. God inspired Adam, and he came to life. Let that sink in for a moment. Like I want you to think about that as I go to a throwback other moment where the prophet Ezekiel, God was ministering to him, and God had called him and sent him apart. And in a vision, God took him to a valley full of dry bones. 
and, and was speaking to him prophetically. And, and so in Ezekiel, we, we pick it up in, in chapter 37, where God is, is working with the prophet in this vision. And then it says, then he said to me, so God speaking to the prophet, he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Speak, prophesy, speak the word of God over them. And the Spirit came. Now you might be seeing a pattern in my messages here as we go through these values. It's like I, a, a few weeks ago I talked about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't just call us, He empowers us. And now I'm talking about being inspired, filled with His Spirit to be able to be creative in all that God has for us. The language around this army seen by Ezekiel coming to life was that they were inspired. The breath of God in them brought them to life. It brought them to life. When we encounter the presence of God, when we, when we make ourselves available to what he's doing, when we open ourselves up, and that encounter leads to him breathing something of himself, his spirit into us, something comes alive in us. It comes alive to us at salvation where our spirit comes alive. But I believe that there's more. That as God continues to pour out his spirit, as God continues to fill us with his spirit, he brings things to life in us. This whole vision, mission, and values process that we've been doing in the life of the church for this last little while, it's like, it's a very creative process. There's a lot of creativity that goes into making that happen. But we believe that God has inspired us, that by his spirit, he is leading us into something. He's giving us a vision. He's giving us a picture of what could be. And he's empowering us to do that. So as we see that, it, it, it unlocks something. Because the creative process, you kind of have to see it before you can make it happen. And God does that. It's part of that creativity. is He gives us a picture of it. He helps us to, helps to see it. And, and he's given each of us something that we can see. He's inspired us that there's this picture of something, uh, uh, whether I said the business or whatever, that, that he's, he's bringing to life in us. I'm going to ask the team to come back as we continue here. Sometimes we're, we're so overwhelmed with what is that we have a problem seeing what could be. That, that when we think about where we're at and the challenges and the different things and the setbacks and, and the failures and all that is, what is kind of makes it tough to see what could be. But we break through that through the inspiration, the spirit in us from God. It, it talks about in creation back in the story of Genesis that the chaos was there and the spirit hovered over the chaos I think of if our lives, some of us are seeing a lot of chaos. And there's some chaos happening, but the Spirit of God is hovering over that chaos. And even as we sang earlier, you know, God is saying, peace be still. He's, he's speaking light into the darkness. He's speaking life into the void. And he's saying, you know, peace be still. And he's, he, he's speaking, you know, different things to be that we're not. And he's doing that through his Spirit. 
And it's not just in creation. I believe that the Spirit of God is stirring up some things in his people in this season, in this room, people that are seeing this online. God is stirring up some things in our hearts, creative things, things maybe somebody else hasn't thought of, things maybe somebody else has tried but it didn't work. But God's stirring up some creative things. And though we may even be at the end of ourselves, though we may feel like we're in the midst of chaos, and that's not a creative thing, that, that, like we're like, I'm just trying to survive here. But in the midst of that chaos, I believe God is speaking light. I believe God is speaking life. I believe God is speaking hope. He's speaking truth. So even though we feel that our, something within us, maybe our creativity has died. Right? Maybe that, maybe that that's, that's one of the things with us creative types. It's like you, you try and it doesn't work a few times. It's very easy to just put it aside and stop and say, no, no, no. I've invested too much of my own heart in this to pick this up again. But God's saying no. He wants to breathe life into those dry bones. He wants to speak life over that situation. He wants to bring those things to life and to light and to hope and to purpose. That that, that which would try to restrict us is actually encountered by the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God inspires us. Inspires us. Because these dry bones will live. I don't know who's listening to this that is really feeling like something has died. God's speaking life. God's saying yes. God's saying yes. Everybody else is saying no. I believe God is saying yes. God is the ultimate creator. He made us in his image. He made the universe glorious. We try to reflect his creative nature in everything we do. God has created you. God has created you in his image. And because of that, you are creative. Because of that, there are things that God has designed for you since the beginning of the world that he has called you and equipped you specifically for good works that he prepared in advance for you to do. And God wants to inspire you in that. He wants to give you that spirit, that breath that brings life in the midst of that, even when you're surrounded by so many things. So I want to challenge each of us this morning. I want to challenge us to be creative. I release creative creativity over this room, over this live stream. I release creativity in Jesus' name. That the, the things that, that God has put in within you would come to life and be released and make a difference for his glory. So I want to challenge us to be creative and you might even want to write it down. But here's one thing that, that I'll, I want to just, something simple, something to start with. I want us to think of one thing that we could do this week that would be a blessing to someone, that would, that would encourage someone else, that would be something that would, would touch another person in a special way. So it doesn't have to be huge. One thing that you could be creative in is like, no, I'm gonna, okay, God, I'm, I'm believing for, for divine appointments, divine ideas, that something will come to mind. Well, I could do that. I could, and it, it could be something as simple as, 
you know, making cookies for somebody. It could be an encouraging word. It could be, you know, a, a, a text or something that's like, you just feel like, okay, I'm, I'm sensing this. It might be somebody that you know is facing something and, and it's just an opportunity to bring some, some support to them and just believe for them to overcome and to help them overcome something. It's, it doesn't have to be, you know, moving mountains. But I believe God is in the midst of it. Maybe time is to get creative with a dream or a calling or a vision that God has placed in your heart. But we're going to worship. And I, I just, can we stand together? I want, us, I want us to press into the presence and power of God. We, you know, we're going we're gonna to sing about hope. We're, we're going to sing about stirring our hearts, believing for God to arise in situations. God has overcome everything. And as he overcomes, he's called us to overcome. Let's have a fresh encounter with him that, that the spirit would just fill us up and overflow and some things would be released in us in Jesus' name. Let hope rise. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for your spirit that inspires us. God, I just pray for those that might be stuck, that, that they've tried, they've reached out, they've, they've bumped up against something and it hasn't turned out the way they had hoped. And God, maybe, maybe that's caused them to shrink back. Lord, I pray that hope would rise, that your spirit, your inspiration would come in there and creative ways to adjust the challenges, creative ways to overcome the challenges would be present. Lord, I pray for those business people, Lord, in this COVID season, that everybody's telling them it's time to be careful, it's time to shrink back. But God, you've got an idea. Lord, you've got a concept that's going to release something in them. Help them to have wisdom and be inspired, that the Spirit of God would inspire them and that they would be led through that. Lord, I pray for those, Lord God, that may be in, at home and, and they're trying to figure out, you know, how to, to be creative in, in, in experiencing life in this season. And Lord, they're, they're kind of holding back from that. God, I just pray your Holy Spirit would come in and help them to, to seize life, that they would see light in the darkness, that they would see hope to the hopeless, God, that they'd be able to walk in that as you release it. So, Lord, pour out your spirit. Lord, I'm believing for ministry to flow out of people. Lord, something fresh, something new, something inspired, ways to reach our city, ways to see life transformed for so many because you're working in us and through us by your spirit. So, Lord, release those things. Release them in our hearts. Release them in our church. Release them in our city, I pray, in Jesus' name. And be glorified as we worship you.